This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. show on planet earth dedicated to craft beer spirits and music welcome to drink of ages please welcome your host your luminary john denman hi drink of ages we are on and we are on location i'm your host john denman and i hope you guys are out there drinking some good beers like we are, we are hanging out in the beautiful city of Humble, Texas, at our buddy Rick's place, the Hop Stop, which is I would probably be a good time to say the address, but it's off of First Street, 802 First Street. It's across the street from the Artisanal Well. For the people that remember the Artisanal Well, yes. I hear that's a Pokey Stop, also. Uh, uh, now there's going to be a lot of people yeah. showing up here. <laughs> But the, the funny thing about the whole Pokestops is uh, I almost want to put something in. Uh, they don't pay attention, and there were a lot of, I can see a lot of people hitting their head on something. Yeah, I heard somebody <laughs> fell off a cliff today. They fell yeah. off a cliff. They, that one girl in Idaho, Idaho, Wyoming, found a dead body. Ugh. That must be like the like yeah, rarest, the, the rarest of, of all Pokemon. Pokemon high scoring. <laughs> yeah, well, this this episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by a new brewery that's now in Texas, Elysian Brewery, uh, Space Dust IPA. This is a it's fantastic beer, beautiful Pro- IPA. Probably one of the first IPAs that I really cut my teeth on back up in Washington years ago. It's good, eight point two percent. So you know you get a little something behind it. You have Chinook, Citra, Amarillo, which, man, those just makes a good combination for a beautiful beer. That's a house party right there. Yep. So Space Dust IPA, you can find it on Draft Around Town and in Package, 22-ounce bombers. Get out there and get you some. But let's talk about tonight's guest because I have a guest co-host tonight <laughs> who's hanging out for the show, uh, Charlie Tabota from Ballast Point Brewing Company. Yes, sir. How you doing, John? I'm doing pretty fantastic, man. I'm, I really like it up here at the Hop Stop. And not not to mention, though, that I did build this deck. So <laughs> People will remember that for years. People will know that John built that. No, yeah. they don't. They don't know it at all. But I mean, everyone who listens to the show will know. Yes. Well, I, 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 every time I come up here, I go, I built this deck. But <laughs> Preston helped, we'll too. Yeah, Preston uh, will be opening up his homebrew shop here in Humble as well coming up. So look for that to happen. But... Our featured guest tonight on Drink of Ages is Match LeBlanc from City Acre. Woo! Thank you very much. And the, 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 the reason why, he's been on the show a few times. Uh, twice, I yep. believe, over the yep. years. And over the years, he's been <laughs> yeah. on the show. Because it has been years. It has been years. Yes. But the beautiful thing is, the reason why he's on the show tonight is because he finally got his brewery opened up. Yes, yes. We opened on the 7th. So uh, it was our official open date. We, uh, we had a couple of uh, weeks of soft opening, friends and family, but uh, yeah, it's finally good uh, to be open now. Today is a, a week that we've been open. So, 
So has it met all your expectations so far? Oh, yeah. I mean, every day is something different. Like, you, we just never know what to expect. So, yeah, we've been really happy with the response so far. And, uh, yeah, nice, uh, nice interacting with the customers. And people seem to like the beer and people seem to like the food. And that's what, why we did it. So. Well, as a cool piece of property that you have, and for those uh, that, that don't know where City Acre is, if you're on 59 and is it Parker? Parker, yeah. yeah actually, if, if I remember driving, there, there's a, 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 when you're looking west, if you're heading south or any direction, I guess, yeah. it's um, when you're looking west off 59, there was a house that stood out above the trees yep. and had nice little, not onion dome, what are they called? Uh, uh, turrets. The Russian, yeah, basilica yeah. thing. The basilica, yeah. all that. But yeah, nice little rooster up there, everything. Yeah. Well, it's that, a great place to launch a crossbow from. Oh, totally, it, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Defend, you know, any coming apocalypse, you know, you've got <laughs> turrets. I mean, they're they're battle ready. I mean, it practically makes itself so. you got to have a plan in place. Yeah, exactly. Which, which brings the point, you never did dig that moat. No, uh, so yeah, there is a there there are I mean, plans a, for a, a beer nice moat. Yeah, there, beer but... moat. Uh, once again, city of Houston nixed that. We had to abandon that early on with uh, with many other plans, but it, it's we're working it. We're secretly digging a moat around there, so don't worry. <laughs> just for you, John. We're gonna, uh, the John Denman Memorial. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's not dead. Yet. Oh, well, one day, one day, one day, we'll, we'll dedicate it. <laughs> but. Uh, but do, do do it different though, man. Around here, people put alligators, put crocodiles in it. Oh yeah, nobody yeah, has yeah. crocodiles around no, here. We're all about local, local species only. All right, <laughs> then then that, don't don't ask me about the sloths then. Oh okay. Because that was okay. gonna be my next thing. Yeah. But yeah, man, you guys are sitting on an acre, which is badass. Uh, you guys are open. The first time that I came out there, I mean, God, was it? Three, four years ago. Yeah, probably three or four, I would, if I had to guess. Four. I came yeah. out there for a tasting. Eighth Wonder had brewed some beers. And you had brewed some beers with Eighth Wonder. Uh, Buffalo Bayou. Was it? Yeah, we did the Chai Porter with Buffalo Bayou. Uh, I think, yeah, that was three years ago. Uh, was our first there's been a lot of beers. Is, yeah, since there's then. been a lot of yeah. beers since then. But I, I can tell you what I have not forgotten. The pulled pork tacos with oh. feta cheese. Oh, well. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we do like our pork. We actually don't have any beef on the menu right now, which a lot of people think is kind of weird for Texas, but uh, there's just so much to do with pork. Uh, but, yeah, we do. We actually just did some uh, pork tacos tonight, uh, special for the weekend. So, yeah, I'm excited to get those. I'm going to have those as soon as I leave this show. So. I'm going to follow you home. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I like, I like Man, that. Man, I'm going to stop and pull, like, a whole, since I'm co-host, John. Of course. You, get, you deputize me as co-host. I'm going to do the Zach Morris timeout. Yeah. Can we, like, because I've been following you guys on Facebook. It's been, like, three or four years. You guys have gone through a lot of different, like, permutations. Like, yeah. So what's the concept now that you guys are actually going to open with? Uh, so, well, what we have, it's, you know, we got a restaurant. Uh, like I said, it's pork-heavy, kind of German-inspired. Uh, we throw a little bit of venison on the menu as well. We uh, kind of try to work with seasonally available stuff, uh, vegetable-wise, uh, and then... Actually, all of our beer is brewed on site and it stays on site. It's the only place you can get it, but it's kind of like we want you to come out there. It's like it's a friend's backyard, hang out for a while, um, you know, drink a couple beers, get some food. We've got a really awesome pretzel on the menu. We've got German queso, uh, which is actually made with bacon. You're killing me right now. German German queso is made with Swiss cheese and uh, caramelized onions and bacon. 
and you can actually get it on the side of the pretzel, or you can get it with like sourdough toast and stuff like that. So. His hand motions are so aggressive right yeah, now. I'm super excited. You can tell I'm hungry, right? By, by my hand motions. I'm just ready to call the show done, and yeah, let's go eat some pretzels. We can go right man. now. If you want. We're gonna wrap the show up, and we'll be live from City, from City Anchor. Anchor. Mainlining queso. Yeah. Oh, man, that. Yeah, food. Food actually sounds pretty delicious right now. Uh, the menu, you, you were talking that you're going to have venison. Yeah. So what, what exactly is the, the venison plate you're going to have? Well, actually, the venison only features on two dishes, and it's, uh, it's pork and venison in our burgers. So it's a mix. So kind of like as far as a beef substitution goes, like I said, we don't do any beef. Uh, not to say we won't ever do any beef, but we just want to make sure we, we do it right and we do it responsibly. Uh, but it's a pork venison mix on the burger, uh, served on like an onion thyme bun. We make all our bread in house, and uh, we got a German burger which has caramelized onions and house sauerkraut. I'm, I'm uh, gonna have to cut you off right now. I need to take a break. Do you want to go? <laughs> and yeah, just, yeah, too too much food talk. We gotta get back to beer. Okay, right. On. Getting, That's fine. I, yeah. My stomach growling is gonna take second. over the show. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk more City Acre. My guest co-host, Charlie Tabota, and man, drink of to stay tuned. Town & City Brewing is a microbrewery in the heart of one of Houston's oldest and most iconic neighborhoods, bringing Houston worldly beers at a neighborhood level. The tap room and beer garden focuses on bar-like service with no need to purchase tokens or tours. Patrons can buy half pints, full pints, pitchers, and flights of beer. Bring your family, including your furry ones, because kids and pets are welcome. The kids can enjoy the house-made sodas. The kitchen is serving pub fare with brunch from 11 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Live music two days a week and a farmer's market on the second Sunday of every month. Townandcitybrewing.com One of my favorite places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national crafties, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pan specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner, and don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. You're listening to Drink of Ages. This is Charlie Tabuato. Uh, I'm sitting here at the Hop Stop over in beautiful scenic Humble, Texas. Got John Dimon. We got Matt from City Acre hanging out, doing our thing. John, what drives you? 
that's a that's a very deep question and one that is going to take uh, really not a whole lot of thought. Uh, really, it's it's tacos, to be honest with you, and it's it's one of those that, that striving to find the next taco that I want to eat. So, in this climate politically of currently escalating tacos, everyone trying to out taco one another. I, I honestly feel like we need to bring it back to simpler times and. I have a concept that I'm not going to talk about right now because I don't want to spill the beans, but oh. <laughs> but bring it back simpler times. Bring it back to just some cilantro and onions and really good salsa. Yeah. Bring it back to just some sliced avocados on some beef. We don't have to make every taco into every culture that's ever been made before. So you're a more less global policy, more isolationist. That's what I'm getting from you. Um, the, the thing with that is, uh, I will eat that uh, the tiki taco from uh, Fuzzies. Not, sure. Yeah, yeah. The whatever the chicken one with the yeah, I will eat those all day long. Uh, fat bow. I don't even know if you can call that a taco, but that is one of my favorite places to go grab food because you can get a soft shell crab wrapped up in whatever that little doughy heavenly thing is. It's a bow, and it's delicious. It is. It's a bow, and it is delicious. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's not that I'm just just trying to make tacos great again. <laughs> I'm really but just... that's what's happening. <laughs> it's just going to happen because it's like, man, you, you can't... When you start getting weird... I mean, don't get me wrong. Kimchi on tacos. Kimchi on anything. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's delicious. But... When you really break it down to something very simple of tasty beef chopped up very nicely on nice soft corn tortillas with a little sprinkle onions and cilantro and a nice salsa across top of it, give me a taco that'll beat that. And you go to West Alabama Ice House yes. right next door at Hollywood, the taco truck sitting out there. You're not going to get a better taco than that. John Denman trying to solve the world's problems with tacos. That's, that's what I'm here for. You know, I learned my life mission a long time ago. And, you know, as long as you stick to your guns and you're true to yourself and you're true to your tacos, it'll all work out. You should write, like, bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but honestly, of all tacos, it, it, it really did change me in my life. Because after that time over at City Acre where it was a pork taco. I'd never had feta cheese on a pork taco okay, right before on. that time. Yeah. I'd eaten feta cheese and salads and a few things, but when that happened, it, it was like, holy crap. That is like, there's a whole new dynamic of cheeses that we can put on tacos. No, and I mean, cotija and fresco and, you know, I mean, feta's really not that big of a stretch. Mm. Like a crumbly, kind of salty, yeah. briny cheese. Yeah. It, it's not, it, and the point is, it's not melty, right? It doesn't, yeah. the fat doesn't just like cover all the other flavor that you have going on. Yeah. There was something else that was on those tacos pickled okra. Exactly. Yes. Nice. Yeah, we like pickles. We actually we make a ton of pickles in house, and uh, yeah, they go on our tacos. They go, you can just order a plate of pickles from us. So, yeah, we, we have one person that's dedicated to making pickles. Do you just make like cucumber pickles, or do you do pickle anything? Whatever seasonal, really. Uh, we got uh, cucumbers and okra going right now, and um, you get you can get a pickle plate of like bread and butter pickles and uh, uh, okra, carrots, 
Um, we're, we're adding a few other things probably coming up here soon as the season's changing. So, yeah, pretty much whatever's going on. So, I mean, I'm going to shameless plug here, working for Ballast Point. But, I mean, our, no, our whole thing is, like, we make, you know, we got the whole, we have an R&D brewery. We have a test kitchen out in our brewery in San Diego. But, I mean, really what drives us is we want to make beer and food that we want to eat, you know, that we want to yep. consume. It's IPAs and fish tacos, you know, like yeah, that's, yeah. Our, that's our MO. So it's like. How can you go wrong? I mean, where do you, I mean, you've been building these plates and building this uh, brewery now for a while. It's like, where do you look outward for, uh, you know, I don't know, inspiration, I guess? Or? Well, I, you know, one thing, and, and I like that, you know, our, our general manager and our chef and myself, we all work very well with kind of like. A small set of rules and that's kind of what like the seasonality of ingredients work so it's like this is what's in season so these are our vegetables that we're working with and let's do whatever we can with that it's right like on. if it's just so broad like we don't find any sort we can't get a definition out of that we're just like yeah. you know but if we have some sort of slight restriction then we work really well within that restriction right. and so yeah then we're gonna make something awesome out of whatever is available. Well, and it's like our environment here is like, I mean, whatever, it's an American, you know, city. I mean, we got a hard, huge European background, but our sure. climate is North African. You know, yeah. it's like Southeast yeah. Asia. We're on the yeah. same parallel as like the yeah. Middle East, Yeah, basically. no, Cairo. We yeah. are, dude. Like, yeah. look it up. It's on a map. <laughs> Definitely. Some weird science thing you guys are trying to, trying to portray. Um, <laughs> Are the things that you're making, like, are the different ideas and, and um, stuff coming from the garden? Well, uh, right now, because we're kind of in that, we unfortunately started, you know, we opened our business right in the middle of summer, which is not the best time. Like, we can do okra, we can do basil, we can do, like, some cow peas and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of stuff for actual vegetable garden right now. What we're focusing on right now is we just got a bunch of blueberries. We got about 40 pounds of blueberries from our garden. Uh, a couple months ago, we got, I think, around 40 gallons of uh, citrus uh, from our grapefruit and got about 10 from our company. I can name like eight beers you can make right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So we, we peeled and juiced all that and we preserved it. And now we're just kind of like waiting for the right beer. We, we put out our first five beers and we kind of like... We, we, you know, we don't, not, not to rest on our laurels, like, we've already started rebrewing stuff, and we're, we're kind of, like, preparing, we're, we're, we just wanted to kind of have our opening set of beers, and then we're just, we're going from there, we're, we're inspiration from, uh, you know, our different fruit trees on site. What did you guys nail down for core beers as a starting opening lineup? Well, we always want to have something, uh, something kind of light, something hoppy, something dark, a seasonal, and uh, a high alcohol. So what we, what we started out with, we've got a, we've got a Tisch beer, uh, which is pretty light. It's like 3.2%, but dry hopped with uh, Centennial and uh, Zythos on that one. We've got our, uh, our Session IPA, which uh, was actually our IPA that turned out a little bit low on, uh, on extraction because it was our second batch. But So it turned out as a Session, but everybody really seemed to like it, so we, and we were happy with it, so we served it. Uh, we've got our Wheat Stout, which is made from 82% wheat, uh, very dark. Uh, very drinkable, not super heavy, but full of body uh, at the same time. It's fairly dry, like kind of like a dark chocolate and, and coffee flavor. Do you use a lot of roasted wheat or midnight wheat? Yeah, we there? do uh, midnight wheat and chocolate wheat and uh, chocolate barley uh, and, uh, yeah, and a little bit of cara wheat. Um, so, yeah, I love that beer. That one's people people who don't like stouts really like that beer I don't like dark beers. But then yeah, exactly. they will but sit around and drink that one. Well, that's the beauty of the flight. You know, people get a flight, they roll in, they just want to check it out. Like, I, you know, I always shocked 
am shocked by the amount of flights that they go through because we're just like people just want to try everything, which is great. And a lot of people they'll get the flight and then they'll come back and get their second beer. Uh, and uh, we've been really surprised by the people who come up saying, "Well, I don't like stouts," and then they come back and they get the sweet stout. So, so we're always nice to see that. Uh, and uh, and then finally we had a little bit of a, a small. Uh, little keg of uh, Imperial Stout that we've already blown through so in the first week. So we got a barley wine in the tank, so that's aging, and we'll get that out as soon as possible, hopefully in a couple weeks. Awesome. That all sounds pretty fantastic. No, that's a solid lineup. Yeah. We're really happy with our first lineup. Yeah. I'm going to be really happy to go out there and sample them. Yeah, definitely. We'd yep. love to have customers. All right. Let's take another <laughs> break and uh, listen to a little music. I mean, actually, because I'm, I'm out of beer now. So let's get another beer. Come back. Hope everybody's drinking something good. Drink of ages. Stay tuned.
The conspiratorial forces at Southern Star Brewing are alleged to have focused their energies on a well-defined objective, a delicious West Coast-style IPA. Conspiracy Theory is a new year-round 6.5% IPA brewed with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Galena Hops. Let the existence of Conspiracy Theory IPA be proven in your glass or pick up a 360 can. Get ready to bring in the badass weather also with the Spring Pills, a new seasonal from Southern Star. Stop by the new brewery with open tap room every Friday, Saturday, and now open on Sundays. SouthernStarBrewing.com In a sun-drenched field on the side of a quiet road just north of Houston, there is an old church, and inside this old church, something is brewing. That something is Back Pew Brewing Company, the Houston area's next legendary craft brewery. With two lines of beer, the Saints and the Sinners, Back Pew does things differently because it's the only way they know. With creative characters and bold twists, Back Pew devises flavors that are entirely unexpected but endlessly enjoyable. Visit BackPewBrewing.com for a list of watering holes where you can find your new favorite beer. Back Pew Brewing Company. Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. Funk, funk, funkity funk. <laughs> funk to the funk to the funkity funk. Funk, 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 a funk, funk, a funk. Funk, 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 a funkity funk. Funk, funk. Funkity funk. Ah, funk, you funk. messed it I mean, up. It's just, it's just a fun thing to say. We're off. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of funk. Uh, let me look at my calendar real quick. By the way, you are listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman. We have co-host Charlie Tabwata. Yeah. Tabwata from Ballas. Got Point. it. That's yes, close. That's it twice. It's just it's a, actually Tabwata is more fun to say. It's funner to spell. I couldn't see that. T a b o a d a. Hey. All right. <laughs> the match Labac. Speaking of spelling names, match Labac. From C.D. Yeager. Yeah. And I'm saying that correctly, right? Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I remember saying the last time. No, that's fine. <laughs> from City Yeager Brewing Company. But speaking of funk, Houston Funk Fest, we did it last year. We did it last year. At it Firehouse was Alone. awesome. Yep. That is actually on the books and scheduled for September 17th. This time we're going to do it in the backyard over at Satellite Bar. Oh, cool. Nice. Yep. So we're going to bring even more bands, stretch it out a little longer so you can hear some more funk music, even more funky cheeses, and, of course, a lot more funky beers. Amen to that. Very cool. I look forward to it. So the um, the winch. Sour winch. The sour winch. Yes, sir. We definitely need to get some of that at Funk Fest. Uh, we'll do our best. I have to uh, ask for it, like six kegs of it every time, and maybe I get one. <laughs> Well, the next one you get, just hide it. Hide it. Hide it for Funk Fest because that, that beer was delicious. Absolutely, man. No, it's a fun one to brew. And we actually, uh, so we've got a few locations at Ballast Point. We just opened our Long Beach tasting room, if you guys are ever in the L.A. area. But it's going to house our uh, sour program that took the brew house over from our homebrew shop, uh, the original uh, brewing facility for Ballast Point. And it's going to be over in Long Beach. So... Hopefully in the next uh, year or so out here, we'll start seeing some of the sour beers that come out of that program. So it's a new new chapter for us. I'm looking forward to that. That's um, Sour beers are some that I enjoy the most, and, and especially I start off with on nights that I want to go out and have a few beers. I typically start off with a sour. Well, and I'm, I'm finding, man, um, so like heart, 
Harsh acidity, or what I call harsh, like it does kind of upset my stomach, but what I am finding is like the dryness that you get from using Brett, I really enjoy. Actually, uh, next Saturday at DeFalco's over in Clear Lake, I'll be doing a brew-in, and we're going to be making a... Uh, it's basically going to start off as a Saison recipe. We're going to use uh, Galaxy and Nelson Savon hops, but then we're going to use some, uh, I think, Brettois in the secondary, give it some nice pineapple and mango flavors, and try to make basically what we think was like a tropical mishmash between like a pale ale and a saison oh it's kind of yeah yeah it actually sounds really good. hyper dry with a lot of tropical fruit flavors very cool and then uh they will actually have that on tap at defalco's i mean it, we, that beer done. ain't gonna drink itself no. man yes that's a good thing about defalco's and other homebrew shops is that you can go in there and you get to sample beers and these recipes no, absolutely. I mean, even, you know, they've always got about three or four beers on. Um, I mean, the, you know, DeFalcus is so a, a steeped in Houston brewing tradition. A lot of breweries have uh, bought their ingredients from there. You know, I'm glad to have them in the neighborhood. A lot of people that work at breweries have started by buying their ingredients at DeFalcus. Oh, absolutely. Man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've been buying from them for uh, at least 10, 12 years. So, yeah, they're great. Yep. It took me a while to warm up to them. I'll be honest with you, uh, but I like the place. I like going in there. I like the people they have working, especially the new location there on Cell Link is about eight billion times better than the location. The Rice Village. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had, but um, no, it's a good spot. And uh, I think home brewing is one of the best hobbies you can absolutely have. It's great, man. No, it's hands on. It's creative. Like, not only are you you know, creating like a flavor profile and coming in almost from like a culinary mindset. But, you know, there's all this planning that's involved, really hands-on. Like, I've learned a lot of mechanical skills from brewing that I wouldn't have really done otherwise. Yeah, you know, it's great until you're like, man, I could start a brewery. And then you're like, why did I... You, why did I decide to start a brewery? Inside the city limits. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great hobby. I mean, I was hooked. I, I've been brewing for 15 years. You know, basically the first day that I brewed, I was like, this is what I want to do. So I made all my career decisions in order to get to that point where I could open my own brewery. So, Well, you finally did it, man. Yes, and thank you. Finally, the that's... operative word there. <clears throat> well, uh, City Acre Brewing Company, Mash Block, is who we're talking to. And Charlie Tabuata is the co-host of this show. For tonight. For tonight. For tonight and tonight only. For tonight, tonight Limited only. Limited engagement. Yes. But I think, I, honestly, I think it'd be fun to have a guest co-host that knows the industry. And oh, anytime. Come hang out. And, I'm happy to do it. Because uh, every once in a while, I'll be honest with you, beer kicks in and I just kind of fade out. <laughs> I think as the beer kicks in, you can talk to yourself a lot more, though. Philosophize, you know, get into life issues, you know. Yeah, what makes John Dimon. Well, we already covered politics. Yeah, so right. pretty next, well. Next I thing, think. I, maybe global warming is yeah. something else we can discuss. Haven't noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not here at all. Yeah, apparently, it's, it's getting hotter. <laughs> it's as hot as I remember it last year, and that is hot. You know exactly, man. Yeah, swampy. I think uh, last week somebody said uh, described it as swampy. Yeah, I remember. I think it was like a few years ago, like BuzzFeed or somebody had an article. It's like. 10 climates that are worse than Houston, Texas in the summer. I'm like, yeah, finally, some justification. It was like, you know, whatever, Egypt. And I was like, no, that's not, I don't feel good about that. Mumbai. Come on, guys. 
I want to see Dallas on that list. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dallas. I mean, the thing about that is, you know, um, the people that live like North Texas, Oklahoma, stuff like that, it's like they get the hot, humid weather, but yes. then they get the horrible winters. They, they get do. snow, they and get tornadoes. ice, they get all that, and tornadoes. So it's kind of like it's the worst of both worlds. We, we always go up for some Rangers games, and there was one year, now probably like six years ago, it was nine in like nine something it was before 10 o'clock yeah. that it dropped below 100 degrees and hit 99 and there was a standing ovation at the baseball game <laughs> people just happy they don't have heat stroke they're just like yeah yes. I mean, it was it was awful awful but back to the brewery matt uh no man it's, it's fantastic that um uh you're, you're up and running you're making some food you got your beers brewed and all that What's next for you guys now? I mean, like, like when, as, a, as you finally are rocking how you want to go. So now, what do you sit back and go? Okay, now we need to do this. So you're married. When are you gonna have kids? No, no, no. <laughs> this is my child, honestly. Yes, the the, the brewery is my child. Uh, you know, at this point, because you know, we brewed all our beers uh, up until about a month ago is when we stopped in order to kind of focus on the opening. So everything that we're serving, we brewed about a month ago, and now that things are starting to run. We're like, okay, now we can start to have fun with the beer. So a couple things we got coming up. So that wheat stout that I mentioned, we also do uh, our own cold brew coffee in-house uh, served on nitro. Oh, nice. Which is actually the only reason I'm still standing at the moment because I just, anytime I'm feeling a bit down and, like, I can't go any further, I just take a shot of the little well, cold brew coffee. Do you right, roast everything in-house? No, it's not our actual coffee. Okay. We use uh, we use Rudamaya coffee okay. out of Austin, but okay. we actually make the extraction ourselves. Okay. So. so how do you know the pot- the potency of the extraction? Because I'd love to make some cold-pressed coffee. I mean, basically put the ground in some beans, put in some water, and, yeah. Let it sit overnight? Yeah, let you let it, it sit overnight. French I mean, and then it's it. really, it's, it's personal taste kind of thing. It's like I tweaked it, and I said, well, you know, obviously I started on the on the court level and scaled it up to the keg level, so we make five-gallon kegs of it at a time. Uh, so yeah, it's really personal taste is, is what dictates. It's just like, just like beer. It's kind of like, trust yourself. It's like, I know what I want. So it's my place and that's what I'm going to serve. So that's I how I do caffeine. it. I love caffeine. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get that little shot of caffeine. Yes. So we're going to do our wheat stout coming up, but we're going to mix it with our cold brew, uh, and, uh, serve that as kind of our, uh, our, our little snifter pint. Uh, we got a couple other things coming up. We're, we're going to start, um, Working on our Kolsch uh, and our Oktoberfest, our our pumpkin stout. We're going to be doing a uh, an, an actual Oktoberfest on our place Saturday, October first. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to be tapping those two beers on that day for the first time. Man, that's going to be great. I mean, the location you have is easy to get to. I mean, it's just a few minutes from downtown. And if you live on the north side, it's just a few minutes from the north side. I mean, it's, it's a great little location. Yeah, I think it's kind of an underutilized area of town. Um, and it's one of those places that when you go out there, you kind of want to stick around for a few hours and just hang out on the property. There's plenty to see. There's plenty to wander around on. It's a, Like I said, it's a whole acre. So, yeah, got lots to see out there. Uh, what's funny is that... Um, I'd go spend like weeks at my grandparents' house in the summertime, and every time we were driving by, this was like five, six years old. Right. I remember my grandma going, "I love that house." And <laughs> it's yeah. actually an iconic house. Kind it of. Is. I didn't know it till after I bought it. People were like, "Dude, you bought that house?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." Uh, that's yep. what the paperwork says. So, so now, as my friend has that house, yeah. cool how it works out. 
All right, let's take a quick break. And yeah, actually, we're good on beer. So let's just take a break. Let the sponsors do what they're doing. And when we get back, we'll talk some more and wrap up the show. Drink of Ages. Spindle Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. Located 10622 Hirsch Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pell Ale, Hopper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Hey, this is Bruce Leslie, president of the Texas Mead Association, and I want to invite you out to the Texas Mead Fest. This is our fifth annual one, but this year it's being held at the Lake Conroe KOA in Montgomery, Texas, 19785 Highway 105 on September 24th from 11 to 7. It's $20 in advance or $25 at the event to get eight tasting tickets and a souvenir wine glass, and you get to taste meads from seven different meaderies throughout the state of Texas. We also have beekeepers, honey, beekeeping supplies, food trucks, vendors, and a bunch of really good live music. So come on out, have some fun, taste some good craft meats, and enjoy the day at the Texas Mead Fest. For more information, check out our website at texasmead.org. Hey, it's Drink of Ages. We're sitting back here at the Hop, Stop, and Humble. Still haven't left. Still here. But I'm hanging out here with John Denton, got Matt from City Acre, and I don't know, man, we're just talking, uh, talking beer, talking tacos on this fine summer afternoon. You know, speaking, of, speaking of hop style, uh, one cool thing, they, they, for the people that's come out here, they, they're doing a great thing up here in Humble, really delicious, badass beers. They had a small location, but of course they had this beautiful deck. That people that can John sit Denman on. Built. Well, I'm not gonna. I, I wasn't. He's like say the. Say it again. He's like the mayor of this deck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but they're expanding because the homebrew shop shut down. They're gonna move to another location, and so they're gonna pick up the that building, uh, another 900 square feet plus. I mean, they're they're about to expand to this whole little. If you've never been out here to the Hop Stop, it's kind of like. I don't know, how, how would you describe this it, little it, thing right it's here? cool man it's a comfy spot we're in old town umble um 
It's some old, it looks like old temporary housing, I guess, from when the uh, oil boom was going on here like 100 years ago. You kind of feel like you're in the old west part of Astroworld. I a, remember a that. A little bit. Yeah. I'd say that, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a good way. Yeah, but nobody's walking around with bolo ties against their will. <laughs> so they're going to expand out here, and everybody's already hanging on the deck, but now they're going to have live music in the old homebrew shop. And they're going to do, be doing a bunch of different things up here. So definitely something to look forward to. No, I mean, every everybody, every bar owner tries to create an aesthetic. And uh, Rick and Don, like, they're spinning vinyl in here. Um, it, it's really like drinking in a living room. It's very comfy, very cozy. Yeah, this is my first time out here. I mean, I came out when uh, Backyard first opened, uh, and it's a great space. And I've not been out to Hopstop yet, so I'm glad I made it out. And I hear they just passed their six-month anniversary so, congrats to them. Yep, congrats to Rick and Don. Six months anniversary. They are carrying some pretty fantastic beers that you, you just don't find on this side of town. Correct. Speaking of uh, about, <laughs> we were speaking of anniversaries. Speaking of anniversaries, segways a thing you ride. I'm going to ride this conversation into next week. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Ballast Point. We're doing our 20th year anniversary this year. Uh, and we got a bunch of uh, limited events coming up here in August and September. And what that really means is we're going to do these massive tap takeovers. There's going to be five beers at each one that are limited to the events. So if you don't go to these events, you won't have them. We've got a cherry wheat. We've got a double IPA. Uh, Nick, what else do we have? Sour winch. We have a Baltic porter that you won't see around. We're going to have an ESB on Nitro, and there's one more. It betcha it's delicious no matter what sour it is. Sour Winch, that's it what we had up here. Be sa- and there that might was be a sour pretty fantastic. Winch. There might be some barrel-aged beers. There might be some casks. Depends on where you go. But uh, August 11th, we'll be at Axelrad, close to downtown. Uh, August 27th, if you're down south, we'll be at Nobi. And then uh, September 9th, we'll be up in Cottonwood for all you Heights people. And then uh, finishing it up at September 30th at Hop Scholar up in the Woodlands. Oh, man. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's a great place. lineup. Yeah. I mean, you can just go to those bars right now and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, you absolutely can. And there's not very many bars that really focus on just beer. No, everybody, I mean, we, we handpicked those places. Like, we, you know... We were given the opportunity to bring this in. It was a limited about a beer. They only made so much. Like, not everyone's getting a shot at these, and these are really places that are close to our heart. Uh, everybody that works there, like, does a great job, but they're passionate about what they do. And at the end, it's all about making beers we want to drink, drinking them in places we want to drink them. I mean, that's, it's, that's what it's all about, man. And yeah. cheers to you guys for making a Baltic Porter, because that is an underutilized style, but I, I love that style. No, it's, it's, a, it's cool. Like, a lot of the stuff we do is, like, light and dry and just, like, playing around with the loggers, having them be dark. It's, yeah, you know, it, it kind of, like, tests people a little bit what the preconceptions of what a certain style or color or flavor profile is. Sure. All right. Well, Charlie, Ballast Point makes fantastic beers. I mean, you, it, Sculpin, tell me a beer, honestly, that is better than Sculpin. That I've had, or I don't think <laughs> he's legally that. allowed to say that. Well, I'm under just, his I mean, it, it honestly is one of the thing. top beers. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, the, yeah. the first 10 beers on my list, they, they move around. It depends on which one I'm drinking at the time, but Sculpin is on that list. It's on every list, man, and it's been around for a while, but I think there's the testament to when people really started thinking, like, we have all, let's, 
let's not make a beer to be hoppy just for hoppy's sake. Let's really strive to create a flavor profile, you know, but still use, I mean, Sculpin's completely Reinskabai, you know? Like, I mean, it's just uh, hops, water, grain, and yeast. I mean, that's all that goes into it. And, um, you know, Sculpin's deliciousness, just a testament to, like, playing around with those profiles and rethinking the original, like, British style of an IPA. Well, Matt, let's talk about some events that you have coming up again. Oktoberfest, what's that date? October 1st. I'm very excited about it because we've done a couple Oktoberfests out on our property, but uh, they've kind of been more under the, hey, come check us out and, you know, try out what we're going to offer. And now this is our first, like, kind of big event. So we're going to kind of, like, close down the whole thing, and it's just going to be huge crowd. I think it's going to be two to 300 people tickets available hopefully because i mean it's an acre we can cram a lot on an acre so uh but yeah sausage we make our own sauerkraut we've got uh, a sausage fest in the good way it's so yeah. Sausage yeah total sausage fest exactly it's make our own sauerkraut there. we're gonna do uh premiere our october fest and we're gonna premiere our pumpkin stout uh for that so yeah on october 1st uh still still working out the details but yeah very excited about that one and for people to get tickets, where can they look or follow uh, you guys? Well, you know, social media stuff. We're still a few months off. Uh, we still haven't actually brewed the beer, but hey, in a couple of weeks, it will be brewed. Uh, but yeah, just uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, all the social media, and uh, we've got a great email list and a website. So yeah, all of that stuff will be available on that uh, platform. So Excellent, man. Congratulations again. Thank you very much. It's pretty awesome. But I... I do have to say this, Charlie. Yes, John. And Ballast Point. You have such world-class beers. Thanks, man. But then you came out with Watermelon Dorado. Okay. That beer is not You want to fight about tasty. it? Oh, dude. No, dude. Not a fan? It's, I'm not a fan it is, of that No, one. man. Of all the beers, I mean, give me any other beers. It's fantastic. I think we need a, I think a round watermelon, of Watermelon Dorados right now. I, I actually haven't had it, so I can't, I can't weigh in. Maybe we need to take a yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's do a, a pause and do we'll a get some. Profile. Let's get some over here okay. and then we'll talk about it. Some right, watermelon Dorado. Let's do it. Hold tight.
So, John, you just attacked my, attacked my uh, honor, much in the way a man would challenge a duel, slap me across the face with a white glove. Should we take ten steps, turn around, and drink our beer? I don't know what that would accomplish. <laughs> Getting drunk? Maybe? I don't know. Is whoever drinks this one the fastest? We're just, we're just going to yell louder at each other. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just keep raising the volume of your voice. So we did We did get uh, on tap here at the Hop Stop, though. You guys had some pretty fantastic beers. Uh, the Sour Winch. Which is already gone. It's already gone. We went through a slim already in like three hours. That, that wow. Yeah. I got none. I'm uh, really sad You should have. Cause yeah, I guess I'm going to have to come to Funk Fest, which this Funk guy Fest, hooks it up. Charlie's going to hook us up yeah. with some Sour Winch, and it's going to be good. But now, you know, to call me out because I said the... Worst beer that I've ever <laughs> drank from Ballast Point, which, I, again, you know, I'd be happy to tell everybody, but I, I, I think Ballast Point is making solid beers. Fantastic. You don't get better than Sculpin. Right below Sculpin is Grapefruit Sculpin, mm-hmm. but it's not, in my opinion, not better than Sculpin, but it's still fantastic. Well, like, we play around with a lot of flavors. Like, when I was in California uh, over at our uh, test brewery, Little Italy, uh, where we constantly R and D new fla- uh, flavors. I mean, I've had I've had Funyun Grunyun, <laughs> and it tastes it was it, it was an onion ring IPA. Was that using actual like something like Summit that has I, an oniony flavor? I, or it, I mean, it had to be. I mean, they didn't just like dose a cask with Funyuns. Yeah, I mean, you never, I know. you never know. You never know. I mean, I made a beer with Cheerios one time, so I don't put. Well, Charlie, past when you people. were a Beerfoot, you made all kinds. Yeah, of we made beers. we made Texas Breakfast, which was our cinnamon toast crunch cream ale. Nice. Uh, I made with uh, Richard Bonds, uh, formerly of Brazos uh, Valley Brewing, and then currently with uh, Blue Bonnet. Um, yeah, no, we played around, man. We made a chai wit, uh, chai rye wit, uh, which was originally called Rye Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to f- with, but we uh, <laughs> changed the name of it. Oh, you said you weren't going to swear. I just broke a lie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and fortunately, the producer's not paying attention, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll see how that one turns out. But um, back to this Watermelon Dorado. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Whenever it was brought to me from the distributor to taste out of a bottle, it was not good. Okay. It really was bad. It was just a really bad beer. But this right here, I can drink this. This actually, it, it That's does That's the have. nicest underhanded compliment yeah, I've ever heard. A little back, back door <laughs> compliment there. No, I'll be honest with you. If I don't like your beer, I'll tell you. I don't no, like I know you beer. will. <laughs> like, that's no, I mean, right? that's always an appreciated quality. I, in, in, in their defense, like, I think this is, this is a great beer. This is my first time having it. Uh, it's watermelon, but it's not sweet. It's not like overly, it's not cloying. Uh, I always think of a beer as, as like a, a brewer and an owner as what's the intent in this beer? What were they trying to do? Did they accomplish it? And I think, obviously, as a, as a classy brewery like Ballast Point, they would not want to make something overly sweet and not something like right. watermelon candy. I feel like that was achieved here, but... Yeah, no, I mean, for sure, like, so there is definitely a strong amount of, like, perceived sweetness, and I say perceived because it's all aroma. The beer itself is very dry and very bitter. We actually use cucumber for bittering. And I think what kind of throws, you know, some people off is that you have this uh, sweet aroma, but then you have this, like, you know, vegetal bitterness. So it's like you get the meat and the rind of the watermelon at the same time. Yeah. You know, which I think, you know, can throw some people off. Well, I, and I think uh, a lot of people don't have that. That it's great to teach people that that it's like just because it smells fruity doesn't right. mean it's sweet. 
Right, exactly. No, and I mean, it's one of our things. I don't know if it's, you know, being out of San Diego, if it's just what we enjoy drinking again, but uh, all of our beers are pretty dry for the style. Um, you know, also part, you know, creating the flavor profile that we did. This beer is 10%. You can't, you, I, have, you would have no idea. I'm drinking this way too fast to be 10%. <laughs> That's I, why I, wish I moved you had told my me, hand yeah, away from the glass. Yeah, I both, like, John yeah, and I both kind of recoiled from the glass because we were chugging it way it's too It's in fast. cans, but drink by the poolside, but don't get a sunburn. You've been yeah. warned. <laughs> All right, well, appreciate you guys hanging out on another episode of Drink of Ages. Always a good time. Thank you, John. Thanks for having yep. us. Charlie Tabwata from uh, Ballast Point Brewing Company. Yes, my sir. My guest co-host tonight. Well, I guess both of y'all were my guest co-hosts because, Matt, you hung out the whole time from City Acre. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yep, and check them out online, City Acre. Go out there, check out the new brewery opened up, eat some food. What are, what are your hours? Uh, we're open every day except for Tuesday, uh, weekdays after 4, Saturday, Sunday, all day, pretty much. Excellent. All right. Well, let's go out there and, uh, man, go get some Elysian. They're Space Dust IPA. It's pretty good. It is a pretty fantastic beer. Yep. Get some of that. And, uh, man, Astros are still kicking ass. Dude, it's they turned it on in this last half of the season. I always got to talk to the Astros at the end, man, because uh, you, know, you got to mention sports every once in a while. <laughs> Col- Not just sport drinking. Dude, Colby Rasmus is my spirit animal. <laughs> that dude just does donuts in a parking lot when he's not playing baseball. <laughs> in a minivan, just because. Yeah, just because uh, he can. Because he can. It's Colby. <laughs> yep. All right, appreciate you guys coming and hanging out. Uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Everybody be safe. Drink good beer. And, and man, everybody just, just, just be happy with each other for a little while. All right, a lot, a lot of crap going on in the world right now. But in all honesty, most people are good. And just remember that and shake somebody's hand and drink a beer with somebody. Talk to you all next week. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store.